and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. Today is another special guest episode, and I'm delighted to have on Dr. Sharita Gaskins-Tillette. Dr. Gaskins-Tillette is a board-certified OBGYN and the founder of Level Up Lady Duck, where she helps women physicians rediscover their bliss and reclaim control of their lives. She is also the host of a weekly internet show, Level Up Live, which I encourage you to check out, where she showcases women physicians who are making phenomenal contributions both inside and outside of the exam room. Dr. gaskins Tillet, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Megan. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I always invite people to start off by really just kind of sharing their story of burnout, you know, how we find ourselves in the position of feeling you know, exhausted, overwhelmed, um, because it looks a little bit different for everyone, although there's often a common theme. So if you wouldn't mind just kicking us off with your story. Sure. So my story kind of begins in 2014. And really, I did not recognize it as burnout per se at the time. I just knew that things were really off kilter. And so in probably a two-year span of time, I'd gotten married, had a baby, moved twice and my grandmother had passed away. So there was a lot uh, that was going on. And at that same time, I was also um, facing a change in my practice. Um, we'd run into some, some issues and I was needing to, to get a new job. Mm -hmm. So all of that couple, you know, all of those things kind of came together to create this swirl for me. And I was sitting on the beach in Jamaica uh, on vacation with, with just my husband. And I realized that my life was out of control and I didn't even recognize it, you know, because so much had changed that it, it you know, in, in such a short time that I didn't recognize my life anymore. And it was then that I said, okay, this is not healthy. I am not well, and I need to figure out how to get well. Mm. Yeah. That does sound like a lot, a lot of life changes kind of happening all together. Um, and, and I hear life was kind of unrecognizable. If you wouldn't mind describing that a little bit more, like how, what were you noticing? Like what thoughts were coming to you as you're sitting in this beautiful place? Well, yeah, even just the demands uh, had changed so much. You know, you, you go, I went from being a single person who only had to be concerned for herself. I didn't have to think about meals for anyone else. I didn't have to think about anyone else's schedule. Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, I didn't have to plan my sleep around anyone else. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden I had to plan all of those things, you know, around two other people, not just one, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, of course, babies, they want everything. They, they have no respect for anything. <laughs> no respect for any schedules whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, so when I thought, you know, those kinds of things kind of, um, 
you know, just made me feel off, off, off kilter, like I said, and then needing to change jobs. Um, when I went to my practice, um, I went to my practice straight out of residency mm -hmm. and it was a practice where people had been for a really long time. And I saw it as my dream job. I thought that I would be there until I retired, you know, so I had no plan whatsoever of changing jobs. I, I thought I'd found Nirvana on the first, you know, first go round. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when things started to change in the practice and it became obvious that I needed to make a change, that too, um, you know, was really disturbing and upsetting because I had to completely um, reevaluate my life. Yeah. You know, so all that to say, yeah, everything's changing on, on all levels at one time. Yeah. And that can be a really disorienting experience for many of us. I think, you know, we put in so much effort to get to that place, right. Where we're an attending and, you know, especially if you're in a scenario where you have your dream job um, and, and then things change things that you may have no control over. Right. I, I assume that getting married and having kids was your, <laughs> your control, right. right but sure, the sure. practice changing were not under your control. So tell us a little bit about kind of your experience of, of, of sorting through those changes and thinking about how you wanted to respond to those changes? Well, I saw the, the change in the practice as an opportunity, you know, because like I said, the demands on my time had really shifted from mm -hmm. what they had been. And um, I was making it work in quotes, <laughs> making it work, yeah. you know, trying to figure out how to take call and you know, because I did not cut down my schedule at all when I had my daughter, um, but figure out how to, to take call, how to be full spectrum OBGYN um, and manage this, you know, these new responsibilities. And so when it became obvious that I had to find a new job, I thought, well, why not find something that may suit my lifestyle a little better, that may fit into my life better. So at that point, I actually transitioned into a hospitalist role. Okay. And would you say, just out of curiosity, would you say that because your life had changed, that your needs changed, or that things had changed in the practice um, so much that it kind of was no longer your dream situation, and that was the opportunity to think more about, you know, how things sort of fit into your life? Yeah, I think it was probably both. Um, I think, you know, certainly the practice changed that I needed to, to not be there anymore. Um, you know, so that was kind of a hard stop. But at the same time, I also recognized that I was trying to keep pace with a life that no longer really served me. And mm -hmm. so um, I saw that as an opportunity to, you know, craft a life that that fit me rather than me trying to fit my life. I felt like my life was running me and I wanted to regain control. Yeah. And a lot of, um, a lot of people that I talk to, you know, with kind of similar experiences, you know, experience, um, some challenges with confidence, right. The kind of confidence in their selves to be able to make those decisions, um, to be able to prioritize their life. Did you encounter any struggles with that? Um, confidence, I would say probably not so much, but just being a fish out of water. You know, because I had been in my practice for seven years at that point, 
And it was, you know, very familiar, very comfortable. I knew, you know, I am an OBGYN. So I knew all of the nurses on labor and delivery. I knew the people in the operating room. I had a community and a family. And mm-hmm. so um, it, it can be disconcerting for sure to change everything, you know, to go to a, a different environment um, where you're the new kid on the block and you have to, to learn, you know, where everything is, um, where the where supplies the are, you know, when you're in the OR, nobody knows you. So they don't know what, what gloves you want. They don't know what suture you want. You know, it's a completely yeah. different thing to go from being really comfortable to, to being new. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how did you go through the process of, um, sort of recognizing what specific changes you wanted and then looking for those opportunities. Cause I think that's another area where people struggle is they, they sort of realize that where they are doesn't fit them anymore, but they don't really know how do I make a start in finding out what does fit me? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. How do I get where I'm trying to, you know, to where I'm trying to go from, from where I am. Mm-hmm. And really it was, for me, it was a lot of soul searching and I took time to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I found was that my life was so chaotic um, at baseline that I really didn't have time to think or spend time with my thoughts to mm-hmm. figure out what I wanted. And so I needed to take time alone to really sit and evaluate my, my life, um, to look at my schedule, to think about what my priorities are, to think about what I wanted my life to look like, you know, so I actually sat down with, with paper and pen and wrote out what I wanted my day to look like, Mm -hmm. and then trying to figure out, okay, so I want this day that is ideal, but I'm an OBGYN. How on earth do I make, reconcile these two things, this life and this piece of paper, because this piece of paper is what I want, but this life is the one I'm living right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but to kind of move and begin to make plans to move in that direction. Yeah. So I'll say I'm not completely at the, I haven't satisfied the entire list, but I'm getting close. Yeah. And, and I imagine um, that, you know, the list itself keeps shifting a little bit because of course, you know, we can do that process and decide, okay, you know, I want these things, but if we come back to it, you know, six, 12 months later, you know, it, it may be slightly different at that time where it could be hugely different, right. but it's not, it's not ever a done, you know, kind of situation. Absolutely. I think it's the kind of thing, um, you know, with my, my group and some of the things I do, I actually encourage people to look at their priorities probably every three months or so. Mm-hmm. Because you do need to check back in with yourself and figure out if this thing that you thought was a priority is still a priority. Are you still working toward that? Or is there some new goal mm-hmm. um, that you're trying to reach? And did you end up at that at that time, kind of in these initial stages, did you end up having any support from anyone outside of yourself? Or was it really for you kind of taking that reflective time for yourself and really sitting down with paper and pen? You know, it was me taking the reflective time, but in hindsight, I wish I'd been more transparent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I felt like this was a problem I needed to solve on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. And at that time, that was probably around 2016. And I think physician coaching um, was a fairly new thing or not anything that I was familiar with. Um, I didn't think I needed a therapist per Mm -hmm. se. I didn't know anything about life coaches. So, you know, so I, it was kind of me you know, paving my own way. 
But in hindsight, I think I could have gotten farther faster if I'd had support. But yeah. I, but again, I didn't. I was not real transparent. I didn't let people know that I was having this internal struggle. Yeah, and I think just from from my experience at that time too. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people were in a very open phase. It didn't seem um, in my circles of sharing, you know, the struggles that they were going through or that they were considering changes. It seems like that has come along a little bit. And certainly physician coaching has, you know, grown and, you know, so we, we are gaining more resources. Um, but yeah, it makes sense to me that at that time it felt fairly, <laughs> fairly close to the vest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you, you know, we, we wear the, the superwoman, mm-hmm. hey, you know, but we can handle it. We can, we can handle it. We can take care of all of it. We don't have any problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're so right. I uh, you may share my bias, but I think women physicians in particular, I think we're used to a little more hustle than everybody else, you know, because not only is there, you know, the pressure to be this high performer, but also this high performer who's, you know, kind and a team player in the way women are supposed to be. And, you know, so we may not ask for the support, um, right. even from our staff as much as, you know, perhaps our male colleagues are accustomed. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're a hundred percent correct. Yeah. Cause even in, in a clinical setting, sometimes we may not, I mean, I know like, I'll give a, a perfect example after a delivery in mm-hmm. the delivery room, I always cleaned up my delivery. Right. Um, and then, you know, if I happen to come in behind them, like if, if, you know, one of my patients delivered precipitously and a male physician had delivered that patient, yeah. I walked in the room, he left all this stuff right there. <laughs> Someone else needs to clean this yeah. mess up. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just, uh, you know, the male chaperone, uh, male, the male providers having a chaperone in the clinic room, you know, for, you know, even, even someone else to, you know, hold the little pap jar. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> you know, do those little steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And I, I guess just out of curiosity in the work that you do with women physicians, um, you know, how do you help them sort of get going? when they are coming to you from that place where you were of sort of reassessing? So the thing that I tend to start with first is something called the wheel of life. And Mm -hmm. there's several iterations of it, but you know, it either has, I think 10 or 12, um, depending on which iteration you're using, um, areas that it looks at. And so this was actually something that my um, personal trainer used with me Mm -hmm. um, very early on in my process with him. And so it has like finances, um, relationships, professional, health, fun, spirituality, you know, all of these things are on there. And you're supposed to rate your area, your, I'm sorry, your um, level of satisfaction with each area. And mm-hmm. so if your life is in balance, then it forms a perfect wheel. Right. If your life is out of balance, it's like it's I said, some kind of crazy looking Pac-Man thing, thingamajig, right? Yeah. So, so I generally like to start there, um, you know, just so it, because that, that serves as a really stark visual of where you are, you know, and at mm-hmm. least, mm-hmm. you know, what your current level of satisfaction is with a particular area of your life. Mm. Yeah, I think and that's so really that helps, helpful. It helps you to yeah. identify problem spots that maybe you didn't even think were problem spots because you think about something like fun most people don't think that they're supposed to prioritize fun yeah that's not true 
that's not true. And when we aren't having fun, when we don't make any space for it, then I think a lot of us just kind of sit and stew in resentment of like, why are they having fun? Right. <laughs> not appreciating that in some capacity, they've made room for fun. And, you know, we just sit there and judge of like, well, I, I just, I have all this work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's great. I think, I think those, you know, those little sort of practical exercises can just make a huge difference in just kind of getting people going. Yes. Oh, thank you for sharing. Um, and, and tell us a little bit, if you will, about, um, the, the retreat that you have coming up, um, because I know that part of your work is really sort of creating different opportunities for women physicians to come together. Right, right. And, you know, it's about having the community as well as, uh, working on yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I call the retreat a weekend for me, um, this upcoming one is scheduled for March of next year, March 24th through the 26th. It will be held in Cambridge, Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, so we come together on a Friday evening. It'll, it goes from Friday to Sunday afternoon. Um, and it's the time for um, just kind of to get off of the hamster wheel of your normal life, to step away from it all, um, have some time to yourself to mm -hmm. begin to look at where your life is currently, and where you want it to be, you know, mm -hmm. what are your current priorities? And, you know, because again, life can kind of get away from us. And if you're living the same life, you know, going on the same schedule that you did five years ago, maybe that doesn't serve you anymore. And, and, and maybe it does, you know, mm -hmm. it's perfectly fine if it does, but I still think we need to take time every now and again, just to check in with ourselves to see if there are things that we may want to tweak, you know, mm -hmm. so that's kind of what, what it, what it's about. So, you know, we come together, you look at your, um, your current priorities, uh, you look at where you'd like to be, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, make kind of a, a plan of, of where you want to go, and then figure out how to get there. You yeah. know, so, so kind of like I talked about my list, I yeah. think I use that as a, as a rubric, you know, you make a, a list of, of what you want your look, life to look like, and then figure out how you get from here to there. You know, and of course, Rome wasn't, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. So, you know, so you start, you know, so we just had, you know, you do short-term goals, you know, but just kind of map out the, the path, map out a strategic plan to get from where you are to where you'd like to be. Mm. And doing that in community with other women physicians. Right, right, right. So this yeah. is actually, this will actually be the first retreat. We've done um, a, a networking uh, lunch. Mm, okay. uh, where we did some of these activities, but it was just a you know, four hour time frame. So this will be the first weekend long, but the plan is to have a Facebook group, a dedicated Facebook group after, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of an accountability group where we can check in with each other um, monthly or so to see more with our goals and, you know, help to keep us on task. Oh, that sounds awesome. Thank you for, for sharing about that. Um, and, and, you know, just to, to wrap up, kind of our time here today, I always ask people for someone who may be listening and they're experiencing symptoms of burnout or they're kind of feeling overwhelmed or just as you describe, kind of, I don't recognize my life anymore. What would, what would you want them to know? What advice would you give them? I would want them to know that they don't have to stay stuck. Um, I think for a lot of us, we feel trapped. At least I can speak for me. I felt trapped. I felt that I had to stay in this job I had to make this amount of money. I had to live this particular way. Mm 
Mm -hmm. um, I have a new saying that I've adopted that I'm using all the time, which is who says? So who says that I have to live that life? Who says that I have to, you know, work this way? Maybe there are other um, avenues I can explore. So, you know, what this whole journey has done for me is this empowered me to take control of my life and to really consider the options and the possibilities. Um, you know, in the past, I, you know, again, I did what people thought I should do, you know, and in medicine, we had this whole um, thing laid out for us. You know, mm -hmm. you go to med school, you do residency, you take this kind of job or you do a fellowship, whatever, you know, yeah. we have like decades you just that are already that scripted, right? We have, <laughs> we have decades that are scripted for us. And then we get to attending hood and it's like, I don't know where to go from here. Right. <laughs> because Where no one's us. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is you have the ability and the power to make your life what you want it to be and in fact I would almost say you have the obligation you know because yeah. you, you want to enjoy your life we only get one so yeah. you want to enjoy the time that you have here and make the contributions that you're trying to make and not allow them to steal your life you know because a lot of times we sacrifice ourselves for everyone else. Absolutely. And that's not what it's about. It's about being able to serve others, but also serve yourself and consider yourself and prioritize yourself. I think that's so powerful. I love the, um, the who says yeah. question. And um, you know, I think it, it's one of many ways to kind of really get into the nitty gritty of who is giving you permission or, or blocking something from you because so much of the time it's just us. It's yeah. just ideas yeah. that we've adopted along the pathway of that, you know, that journey. And we keep telling ourselves, no, we can't do that. No, this is the way that it's done. Yeah. When we don't take the moment to stop and say, well, who says according to who, right. It's who like, we're, pre that? We're, we're preconditioned. I always tell, tell people it's like the animals at the zoo. You know, mm -hmm. they have those psychological barriers. Mm -hmm. Those, um, you know, animals can jump over those barriers any day they get ready, but they don't know. They and don't know so that. just like, just like them, we are, you know, powerful beyond our imagination. If we just allow ourselves to, to embrace and harness and use that power. Mm, I love that. So everybody who's out there listening, when your brain starts telling you something, you got to ask who says <laughs> Says who? Yes, who says? <laughs> oh, I love it. So um, tell my listeners, if you will, where they can learn more about your retreat and where they can find you. Okay. So you can find me in the Level Up Lady Doc Facebook group. Um, that's where I'm most active. I do also have an Instagram, Level Up Lady Doc Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Dr. Sharita Gaskins Select. And then the retreat website is www.aweekendforme.com. Excellent. I am amazed uh, that you were able to get that domain name. <laughs> I love it. I, I love I, I'm it. So it's great to have it. Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. Now, if I can only get Google to, to, to be able to search it, when I type in a weekend for me, it pulls up uh, some of the social media, but not the mm -hmm. website. So I have oh, to that part out. Okay. Yeah. And then you got to go hire somebody who's nerdier than we are. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Trita, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a great conversation. I think a lot of pearls for everyone. Um, so I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Megan. It was my pleasure. Yeah. 
All right, listeners, that's what we've got for you today. Um, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please check out uh, www.aweekendforme.com and follow uh, Sharita online. And um, please be sure to share and subscribe uh, to the podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.